0: Today's episode of Geeks Crossing is presented by SkinStore. For over 20 years, SkinStore has been the number one destination for premium skincare, haircare, and grooming products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Honestly, with all the hand washing and sanitizing we're doing these days, now seems like a perfect time to use some skincare products. <laughs> right now, Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code POD for 20% off your next purchase at skindor.com slash pod.list. Skin store. Have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. What can I say about the Pokemon Leagues? They're one of, if not the most anticipated arcs within the Pokemon series. Ash Ketchum has competed in many leagues throughout the series. However, he lost in most of them. Except for one league in particular, and we should all know which one that is by now. Recently, I watched every arc where Ash competes in a Pokemon League and see how I would rank them from worst to best. I'll be judging these leagues based on their battles, structure, and how impactful they work to the series in general. Keep in mind that this is all just my opinion, so don't get discouraged if some league is in place where you would place them, especially once we get to my number one choice. Also, I won't be including the Orange Islands League simply because it doesn't count as an actual league. There are seven leagues to talk about, but which one reigns supreme? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Pokemon League Arcs from worst to best. Coming in last place, sadly, is the Unova League Virtress Conference. If you guys seen the black and white anime, then this shouldn't come to any surprise, because the Unova series is easily the worst within the Pokemon anime. You would think that the Pokemon League arc would give this series some redeeming qualities. No, it doesn't. First off, the entire arc was only 6 episodes instead of the usual 7 or 8 episodes like we're used to, so that's already a red flag. Ash faces his main rival Trip, aka Paul 2.0, in the first round of the League, Seriously? Okay, I understand that they're trying to replicate their first battle, which was a 1v1, but you know Ash wasn't going to lose in the first round. Even the way Ash and Tripp's conflict ended in a shitty way. Unlike the other main rivals, which I'll get to later, Tripp was all like, well shit, I lost, I won't lose next time. To say this was anticlimactic would be an understatement. Bianca vs Cameron was easily forgettable. Then we get an episode dedicated to Iris' ax getting lost. Yes! They had the audacity to give us a full legit filler episode during the Unival League. Are you fucking kidding me? This could have worked as any other episode, not during the Pokemon League arc. At least Ash vs. Stefan was a decent battle. Then it all goes downhill with Ash vs. Cameron. Oh god. Only thing you need to know about Cameron is that he forgets. A lot. The biggest example is with his battle against Ash, where he brings 5 Pokemon to a full 6-on-6 battle. You would think this would be an easy victory for Ash because he has more Pokemon. No, Ash loses to Cameron, who then loses to Virgil, who then proceeds to win the entire league. Three words. What. The. Fuck. Ash had more Pokemon than Cameron, and still loses? That's insulting. And what was the whole point of introducing Virgil if Ash wasn't going to face him? What should've happened was Ash beat Cameron, then lose to Virgil in the semifinals, It makes a lot of sense because Virgil is a more skilled trainer, and he has a team full of evolutions. What, did the writers think it wasn't cool enough for Ash to battle a team full of fucking evolutions? This whole league was a mess, and it has the dishonor of being the worst Pokemon League arc in history. Just making it slightly above the Unova League, but not by much, is the Kanto League Indigo Plateau Conference. I love the original series, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of things wrong with this league. Starting with the formalities. Besides defeating your opponent, if a Pokemon gets switched out, suffers from a status condition, or if a Pokemon straight up refuses to battle, it counts as a knockout. I know the anime likes to make bullshit rules, but this was going overboard, man. The most frequent issue that this league has is that I couldn't decide whether I wanted to focus on Ash's battles or Team Rocket filler. Seriously, Team Rocket kept on bothering Ash to the point where he almost missed his battle against Richie, and because all of his Pokemon retired, he had to rely on his disobedient Charizard. Wow. Not only did that feel rushed, but it was a horrible way to end Ash's first league run. Another problem that I have is not including a battle between Ash and Gary. Throughout Kanto, Gary kept on glowing about how he's a better trainer than Ash, yet he never proves it. Instead, Gary gets eliminated halfway through the competition by some random trainer. Now that I think about it, if Richie didn't exist, then Ash losing to Gary would have been a better idea, and that could have given Ash some motivation for their eventual rematch in the Johto League. Also... Who the hell won? As crazy as this sounds, we never find out who the league winner is. Instead, we have silhouettes of the top three trainers. Despite all these flaws, there are some good things to mention. Prior to Richie, some of Ash's battles were pretty good to watch, especially the ones against Mandy and Jeanette Fisher, which showed the bowing debuts of Ash's Kingler and Muck, respectively. And I do like the friendship between Ash and Richie. In fact, Richie taught Ash that instead of succumbing to your mistakes, you can learn from them and do better next time so without Richie, Ash probably would have acted like a sore loser every time he lost the league. Still, this was the first Pokemon League arc so I shouldn't be that critical on it, and it did inspire future leagues to improve, except for Unova. Finishing up the bottom three is the Hoenn League Evergrande Conference. Because the Advanced Generation Series is quote-unquote, forgettable, not a lot of people would remember this league all too often, especially since most of the trainers competing were one-time characters with no plot relevance, except for two, which were Ash's league rivals. Morrison and Tyson. Could they have picked more identical names? Morrison is a hot-headed trainer that constantly competes with Ash, whether it be whose Pokemon is stronger, who can eat the most, or who can run faster. As for Tyson, well, he has a Meowth that looks like Puts and Boots from Shrek 2. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Still, I thought they were decent rivals. And I liked how this league focused on their battles too, and not just Ash. Speaking of Ash, this was the first league where he decided to not use any of his past Pokemon and said only use his current team from Hoenn. This might have irritated a lot of people, but it makes sense. I mean, the whole point of Ash's Hoenn journey was to start over with a clean slate. Probably the most memorable part about this league was that the qualifying rounds consisted of double battles. Since Gen 3 introduced double battles, it makes sense that they would incorporate them in the league conference. My favorites were definitely Morrison vs. Gavin, and Ash vs. Clark, the conductor. Future leagues really need to bring back double battles. Then we move on over to the victory tournament where we see Ash compete in not one... Not two, but three full battles. Again, future leagues need to do that more. The first one was against Katie, who despite being one of those miscellaneous characters, she proved to be a challenging opponent. Next, there was Ash vs. Morrison, which ended up becoming my favorite battle in the whole league. Morrison was apprehensive on facing Ash due to their friendship, but Ash puts the battle aside for a moment and essentially tells Morrison to get his shit together and start battling the way he does. That made me respect Ash even more, seeing as anyone else would have taken advantage of Morrison's predicament. It was a close battle, but Ash came out on top. Even though Morrison lost, he was happy to go down by a good friend. Finally, there's Ash vs Tyson. Probably the most generic league loss Ash has ever had. Not saying it's bad, but it was obvious that Tyson was going to beat Ash at some point during the league, which made their battle feel less special. However, I thought it was cool to see Tyson become the winner of the whole league. So it's better to know that Ash lost against the best trainer out there. Overall, the Holland League is still good, but it feels forgettable compared to the other leagues. Right in the middle of the list, we have the Kalos League Lumios Conference. Now, this is something that's worth talking about. The X and Y series has provided a lot of epic battles and consistent action at this point. So naturally, we'd all be excited to see what the League Conference had to offer. And this league looked like it was going in the right direction. The league was located in Lumio City, which is where the X and Y series began. All of Ash's Kalos rivals were confirmed to be competing already, so we don't have to waste time introducing anyone and it was the precursor for the Team Flare arc, undoubtedly the best villainous team arc in any Pokemon series. But let's focus on the league itself. Alon vs. Trevor was a great way to start off the league, despite it being completely one-sided. Trevor didn't stand a chance against Alon whatsoever, even with his own Mega Charizard. Sawyer vs. Tierno made up for it though. It was great to see Sawyer's analytical skills clash against Tierno's rhythmic battle style. However, because Sawyer had the better rivalry with Ash, I had no doubts he was going to win. This led to the semi-finals slash finals, where Ash faced off against Sawyer and Elan respectively. These were some of the best battles not just in X and Y, but the entire series, especially Ash vs Sawyer which I already explained in great detail. This was the first league where Ash made it to the finals, which of course led to his controversial loss against Elon. As I said before, I was completely content with Ash losing to Elon, because making it to the finals alone is a milestone for Ash in general. This could have easily been the best league in the series if not for one huge problem. The pacing. For some reason, they decided to skip large portions of the league, which made everything feel super rushed. Seriously, Ash goes from winning his first round battle and then a fancy to the semifinals in the next episode. What the hell? It felt like I missed an episode or something, but I didn't, which is frustrating. I get it, the most important battles occur in the climax, but you could have given us at least one episode showing Ash climb the ranks? Hell, that rushed battle against Astrid would have been great to have as its own episode. Also, I was really expecting to see Ash use some of his past Pokemon again. Granted, he was going to call Oak because he needed 6 Pokemon for his team, until it was revealed that Gudra was coming back briefly, and we all know how that goes. Still, it would have been nice to see Ash use a couple of Pokemon he kept in storage. The Kalos League definitely would have been ranked higher if the pacing was just right. To start off the top 3, we have what has now become everyone's favorite league the Alola League Manalo Conference. Most leagues you have seen before require strangers to obtain 8 badges before entering. The Alola League deviates from that format by making it an open tournament that anyone can enter. That means we not only get to see Ash and his rivals compete, but his classmates, many supporting characters, even Team Rocket decided to enter which was fucking hilarious. But the biggest surprise though, was your boy Guzma, who only entered so he and Team Skull can destroy the league, essentially ruining Professor Kukui's dream. So the stakes were definitely higher this time. The Battle Royale in the beginning where all 151 trainers compete against each other was a great way to start it off, as it provided non-stop action. However, the real action starts once the top 16 trainers advance to the main tournament. Nearly every battle was meaningful in their own ways. Like Lana vs. Mallow, Lily vs. Gladion, Kiawe vs. Sophocles, even Jesse vs. James was entertaining to watch despite it being played for laughs. The battles get more intense once the semifinals occur. Starting with Kiawe vs. Gladion, both of them wanted to win so badly, not just to face Ash, but because both of their sisters were cheering them on. Ash vs. Guzma was an amazing fight, as Ash was able to overcome Guzma's ruthless tactics. And we got to see Guzma have a change of heart in the end. Sort of. This led to the finals, where Ash takes on Gladion, Where Ash finally, and I repeat, FINALLY wins a Pokemon League. This was such a huge deal because none of us ever thought this day would ever come. And to top it off, we get an epic battle between Ash and Professor Kukui, which was the main highlight for me aside from Ash winning. God, I had hopes that the Alola League would be better than the Kalos League, but I surely didn't expect them to go above and beyond like this. Sadly, the Olola League does have its share of problems, hence why it's not number one like everyone else puts it as. I like the idea of it being an open tournament, but it does diminish the island challenge. It would have made more sense for those who complete at least one grand trial were allowed to enter. And because we have so many characters, it's easy to distinguish who's cut out for battling and who's not. In fact, most of these battles are so predictable that you don't even have to watch the episodes to know who wins. That's how bad it is. Now, on to Ash winning. Yes, I have the nerve to criticize something as monumental as this. I'm happy that Ash finally won. Really, I am. At the same time though, there wasn't that much competition that this league had to offer. Except for Guzma and Gladion. Besides, his first two battles with Faba and How felt very luck based, which is something Ash has moved on from. I know, the last thing people want to hear about is Ash vs How. Even the exhibition match against Kakui felt a little problematic. I enjoyed that battle a lot, don't get me wrong. But because it's an exhibition match, nothing was at stake. Not even the title of Alola Champion. If this were a title defense match, just like in the Sun and Moon games, then it would have been more meaningful. Also, those Guzzlor attacks felt very forced and ended way too quickly. The Alola League was an incredible arc for the series, yet those problems are keeping me from pointing it as number one. At second place, we have the Jodo League Silver Conference. After a rather embarrassing performance in Kanto, Ash was more motivated to do better the next league he entered. The original series was when we saw Ash go through the most development, and Johto was where he was at his peak at the time. You can definitely tell that the writers wanted to make up for how the Indigo League was handled, and wanted the Johto League to be so much better, and they succeeded. One thing, there's less filler nonsense, and Ash won his battles using skills, none of that beginner's luck shit. Starting with his first round match against Salvador, I thought the Round Robin tournament was a unique touch, as three trainers in a certain group compete against each other to earn the most points to advance. Since this was the end of the original series, Ash decided to use the Pokemon he currently owned from both Kanto and Johto, which is why I loved a lot, such as his battle with Macy where we see the return of Squirtle, and Bulbasaur returns as well for Ash's battle against Jackson. Both of these were surprisingly intense, especially the latter because it ended in a tie. However, Ash had the most points overall and was able to advance to the victory tournament, where his first opponent was his longtime rival Gary. You guys already know that Ash vs. Gary currently stands as my favorite battle in the series. And can you blame me? Six years of their rivalry was built up for this battle. It was the deciding factor on which of these two from Palatown was the better trainer. Even though Gary was invincible for the most part, Ash pulled through and won in the end. One of the biggest victories he has to date. We also got to see some development out of Gary. Not only did he give Ash the full respect he deserves, but he decides to become a Pokemon professor just like his grandfather. Then Ash finds himself battling his newest rival, Harrison, who's from the Hoenn region. A region that Ash wasn't familiar with at the time. Because of this, Harrison proves to be a tough opponent because he used Pokemon Ash has never seen before. Granted, he only showed off Kecleon and Blaziken, but still. This was one of the most intense battles back in the day. And sadly, Ash lost. Yeah, it sucks, but hey. It's better to have Ash lose after giving it his all, instead of having a Pokemon disobey him. Too bad Harrison lost to some kid named John Dixon, who managed to win the whole competition. I'll give them credit for actually revealing the winner this time, but did you really have to be one of those background characters who don't serve any purpose? Now that I think about it, given how much development Ash went through, this could have been the League Ash won. His battle with Gary would have been in the finals, and a nice reference to the Champion Blue battle from the Gen 1 games. However, because Generation 3 was out, they had to give Ash an excuse to travel to Hoenn. The Johto League was not only a huge improvement over the Canto League, but it's one of the most iconic arcs within the anime. And by process of elimination, My favorite league is the Sinnoh League, Lily of the Valley Conference. Oh my god, I absolutely love this arc so much. Plus, the Diamond and Pearl series was one of my favorite seasons growing up. Before X and Y, this was Ash at his prime. One of the main reasons I love this league is because Ash decided to not only use his current team from Sinnoh, but some of the Pokemon he kept storage at Oak's lab. It was amazing to see Ash battle with teams that were a mix of old and new Pokemon. Future leagues seriously need to bring back this trope. The rivals Ash had to face were the best by far. We of course have his main rival Paul, his secondary rival Barry, even minor rivals like Nando and Conway enter as well. The Sinnoh League is chocked full of amazing battles, starting with Ash vs. Nando. Since Ash inspired Nando to compete in the Pokemon League, it makes sense for them to battle each other. Nando may be an expert when it comes to music and elegance, but that wasn't enough to stop our boy. Paul vs. Barry ended up becoming a great battle. This was the first time we get to see two of Ash's rivals face off against each other, and Barry was shown to be a huge Paul fanboy. It's funny, Barry kept on claiming that he and Paul were equals, and that their battle was practically the final match of the whole league? Yeah, no. Paul obliterated Barry before he could defeat a single one of his Pokemon. I almost felt bad for the kid. Next we have Ash vs. Conway, which turned out to be an entertaining one. Conway may come off as a creep, but when it comes to battling, he knows exactly what he's doing. Then we get the epic full battle between Ash and Paul, hands down the best battle in the league. Two trainers with completely different styles of training, which made their rivalry all the more iconic. Ash kept on losing to Paul prior to this league, and this was his last chance to prove to him that his style of training was right all along. It was long, intense, and extremely close, but in the end, Ash came out the victor. Paul then finally gave Ash the respect he deserved, and the two put their rivalry behind him. Now I want to talk about the one flaw this league has, Tobias. I don't know who the fuck thought it was a good idea to include a trainer that owns both a Darkrai and a Latios, but this was obviously a cheap way for Ash to lose another league. I know I said that this was one of my favorite battles, but it's so frustrating to watch sometimes. You know, if Tobias didn't exist, this could have been the league Ash won. Think about it. He was at his peak as a trainer, used almost every Pokemon he owned and even defeated his strongest rival yet. All of this was building up for Ash winning. Doesn't help that Gen 5, aka the reboot generation was releasing at the time, so it was hard to tell if the writers were going to keep Ash or replace him for Unova. Of course, Ash was indeed going to Unova, and we all know how that goes. Despite all that, everything about the Sinnoh League was phenomenal. The battles, the pacing, the character development, and I always have a good time watching it from time to time. And so ends my Pokemon League arcs. I know some of you are going to view my list as controversial, especially not putting the Alola League as number one. Hey, every league has its flaws, even my number one. Still, I had a good time watching all these league arcs and ranking them. If you haven't seen any of them, I definitely recommend checking them out, as they demonstrate Ash's growth as a trainer. But do yourselves a huge favor and skip the Unova League. I implore you all, do not watch this league. Maybe skip the entire Black and White Series 2 just to be on the safe side. Okay, I think I made my point. It's a shame that we might never see another league conference again, considering Ash is now a league winner, and the focus is now on the World Championships, or World Coronation Series as it's called in the dub. Either way, I'm enjoying Pokemon Journey so far, and I'm very curious to see if Ash has what it takes to be Leon, but that's a topic for a different episode. Anyway, how would you guys rank these leagues? You can tell us by joining our Discord server, and if you haven't already, follow our Instagram page, at GeeksCrossing. Thank you all for listening, and as always, stay true to your geek selves.